जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधवा गोपीजाना बल्ला
हरे राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे Nittai gaur hari bol, hari bol, hari bol, hari bol. Jaya jaya Prabhu Pad, Prabhu Pad, Prabhu Pad, Prabhu Pad. गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि गौर जयोंग विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्राज कचार्य अष्टतर शतुष्टी श्रीमाद अभय चरणार विंदु भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभुपाद की जाए अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जाए नामचार्य शिलहरिदास ठाकुर की जाए प्रेम से कहो श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधार शिवाशदि गौर भक्त वृंद की जाए श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण गोपगोपीनाथ श्याम कुंड राधा कुंड गिरी गोवर्धन की जाए श्री वृंदावन धाम की जाए श्री मथुरा धाम की जाए श्री जगन्नाथपुरी धाम की जाए श्री मायापुर नवदीप धाम की जाए गंगा माई की जाए जमुना माई की जाए भक्ति देवी की जाए तुलसी महारानी की जाए हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जाए शमोवेतो भक्त वृंद की जाए गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल ऑल ग्लोरीज टू द एसेंबल डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू द एसेंबल डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू द एसेंबल डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू श्री गुरु एंड श्री गौरांगो ऑल ग्लोरीज टू शिलोपान नमो ओम विष्णु पदाया कृष्ण प्रस्थाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति विदांत स्वामी नितिनामिने नमस्ते शरश्चते देवे गौरवानि प्रचारिने निर्विशेष शुन्नवादि पश्चत्ता दिशतारिने श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्रीदेवी तगदाधा शिवाशदि गौर भक्तवृंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया नारायणं नमस्कृत्या नरंचैव नरोत्तमं देविं सरस्वतिं व्यासं ततो जयमुदीरये नष्टप्रायेशु अभद्रेशु नित्तं भागवत सेवयां 
भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवतीमद्भागवतम फिफ्थ कैंटो एट चैप्टर दिस चैप्टर इज एंटाइटल्ड एज कैरेक्टर ऑफ भारत महाराज text 22 as asadita habishi barhishi dushite mayopalabdho bhita bhitaha सपदी उपरत रास ऋषि कुमारवाद अवहित कर्ण कलाप आस्ते ओके दिस इज ऑल्सो इन अ प्रोज फॉर्म सो आई जस्ट रीड इट थ्रू आसादित हविषि बर्षि दूषिते मयपलाभत मयपलाब्धो भीत भीत सपदी उपरत रास ऋषि कुमारवत अवहितकरण कलाप आस्ते आसादित प्लेस्ड हबिशी ऑल द इनग्रीडियंट्स टू बी ऑफर्ड इन द सैक्रिफाइस Barhishi on the kusha grass, dushite when polluted, maya upalabdha being scalded by me, bhita bhita ha in great fear, sapadi immediately, uparatarasa ha stop. it's playing rishi kumarobat exactly like the son or disciple of a saintly person abohita completely restrained korono kalapah all the senses aste sits translation by his divine grace shila prabhupad when i placed all the sacrificial ingredients on the kusa grass the deer when playing would touch the grass with its teeth and thus pollute it when i chastised the deer by pushing it away it would immediately become fearful and sit down motionless exactly like a son of a saintly person does it would stop its play please repeat after me <coughs> when i placed all the sacrificial ingredients on the kusa grass the deer when playing would touch the grass with its teeth 
and thus pollute it. When I, when I chastise the deer by pushing it away, it would immediately become fearful and sit down motionless, exactly like the son of a saintly person. Thus it would stop its play. Purport, it's a very short purport by Srila Prabhupada. Bharat Maharaj was constantly thinking of the activities of the deer, forgetting that such meditation and diversion of attention was killing his progress in spiritual is killing his progress in his spiritual achievement. <coughs> so this is the the story or history of one of the most illustrious kings of this world who once ruled the entire earth planet and according to him according to him this planet which was previously known as Ilabrita Varsha became known as Bharat Varsha so we can see how exalted a personality he was and he was also the son of an incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He was the son of Rishabdev, an incarnation of empowered an empowered incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And it described that how Bharat Maharaj after ruling the kingdom for many many years he retired. This is the Vedic culture. Everyone at some point in time needs to retire from his family life. Whether he is a king or an ordinary householder. One must retire because someday we all have to leave this planet. And when we leave this planet, we should be free from all attachments. Vedic culture actually teaches us how to become detached from material attachment. Material attachments keep us in this material nature. So much so that at the time of death, if we have any single attachment, we'll have to come back. And Bharat Maharaj's story is very nicely describing that possibility. Bharat Maharaj was a king, not only an ordinary king, he was the king of the entire earth planet. Uh, he was the ruler of the entire earth planet including the ocean. Not only the land part, he was also the ruler of the ocean of this planet and <clears throat> he left his kingdom and he went to the forest on the bank of the Gandaki river 
he settled his ashram. This, when one would retire like that, he would go to the forest and select a nice spot in a holy place. That is what they would always make it a point. They would go to some holy place on the bank of a holy river. Gandaki is a river where the Shaligram appears. And on the bank of the Gandaki river, he created his Topoban. Topoban means a garden in the middle of the forest for performing spiritual activities. He was in the forest, but he created a nice garden with flowering trees for worshipping the Lord, fruit trees, and simple, but very conducive to spiritual activities, far from the madding crowd. And Bharat Maharaj just became absorbed in Krishna Consciousness. He reached the stage of Bhava, just a stage before Prema. The stage of Prema is the stage of spiritual perfection. Prema Pumartha Mahan. So he reached the stage of experiencing spiritual emotion in his loving relationship with Krishna. But although he was in that stage of constantly serving Krishna, thinking about Krishna, uh, remembering Krishna, and at that stage, one day when Bharat Maharaj was uh, meditating on the lotus feet of the Lord, he saw that a mother deer became afraid of the sound of a roaring lion. And out of fear she tried to jump across the river. And she fell and the baby deer got carried away in the river water. And she was she died. So Bharat Maharaj rescued that newborn baby deer. And he considered that this uh, orphan doesn't really have anyone to take care, so he started to take care of that deer. And in course of that, he became attached to the deer. That is how, uh, that is how involving this illusory energy of the Lord is, Maya. He left everything. He left his kingdom, he left his queens, he left his children, he left his wealth, he left his comfortable life, left everything, came to the forest, cultivating his Krishna consciousness, yet at such an advanced stage he became attached to the deer. 
<coughs> and as a result of that, anyway that will come afterwards, <laughs> like, uh, but here we are seeing how attached he became to the deer. And the deer, that is the thing, like our attachment <coughs> often is not, uh, or rather often is reciprocal. We find uh, the object of attachment is so alluring, so alluring. Uh, not only the mother becomes, mother finds her baby to be so attractive, not only the husband finds his wife to be so attractive, uh, not only a friend finds his friend to be so attractive, uh, even a little deer can appear to be so attractive. Like the activities of the deer, uh, sometimes the deer would just um, playfully go into the forest and Bharat Maharaj would become so concerned because the forest is full of wild animals and often these innocent animals like deers become victims of the carnivorous animals and uh, so he would have be afraid oh did some lion or tiger attacked it killed it and in this way uh, Bharat Maharaj became concerned about the deer and, uh, and when the deer would just dance in front of him uh, in its uh, childish way, um, playfully, Bharat Maharaj would think, oh, this deer is so, so beautiful. His heart would just go towards the deer. And here is another description. Bharat Maharaj arranged all the paraphernalia for the worship to the Lord and placed it on a banana leaf plate and then the deer would come would start to bite the leaf plate and that's how he would pollute the thing because the offering of the Lord shouldn't be touched by anything, anybody, especially by mouth. And Bharat Maharaj would get upset and, and just chastise him and push him away. And at that time what the deer would do? Deer would recognize, oh my master has chastised me, he is upset now. Uh, what did I do wrong that you chastised me like this? And the deer uh, would sit down, that little deer would sit down motionless, as if he is upset. Why did you chastise me? And to Bharat Maharaj, uh, that silent situation of the deer sitting there motionlessly would appear like a Rishi Kumar. Uh, the son or a disciple of a Rishi, sage. Uh, like in his meditation, he sits motionless. So, uh, that is how he saw this little deer. And in this way, 
Bharat Maharaj started to get attached to the deer. And as a result of that, uh, at the time of death, Bharat Maharaj thought of this deer. And as a result of that, uh, Bharat Maharaj got a body of a deer. Jang jang bapi smaran bhavam tajatante kalevaram. With whatever thought one leaves his body, uh, accordingly uh, he gets his next body. According to one's attachment, the point here is that the last thought at the time of death, the last thought will be where our deepest attachment is. Therefore, we should be very careful where we develop our real attachments. Because at the time of death, uh, that is how it will work. We have two bodies. We have two material bodies. One is a gross material body and the other the subtle material body. And as we act accordingly the subtle material body takes its shape. As we develop our attachment accordingly the subtle body takes its shape. And in Bharat Maharaj's case, it becomes so clear like we can see apparently his subtle material body was free from all other influence. But this attachment, just little attachment became so predominant. That actually the subtle material body took the shape of a deer. And that's what happens. According to our karma, according to our actions, the subtle material body takes its shape. And after we leave the body, this gross body, the gross body dies, subtle body doesn't die. The subtle body carries the soul to the next body. Mother Nature actually makes that arrangement. Accordingly, Mother Nature puts that living entity in an appropriate womb. So, uh, as a result of that, uh, Bharat Maharaj, whose subtle body already took the shape of a deer's, was placed in the womb of a deer. And he got the body of a deer. But fortunately, uh, this is another lesson. Uh, one lesson from, we learned from Bharat Maharaj's uh, anecdote is that as we develop our attachment, accordingly we will get our next body. And the other thing that we learn also from this is that the spiritual advancement that one makes doesn't go in vain. That remains. Bharat Maharaj's spirit soul was very advanced. 
unfortunately he got another material body the body of a deer but although in the body of a deer he remembered all his past life he was a jatismar jatismar means one who can remember his past life so bharat maharaj could remember uh, what actually happened how he got a deer body therefore he didn't want to make any mistake again he didn't want to develop any attachment to anybody and he soon after his birth he left the association of his mother and other deers and he went uh, to the ashram of saintly persons jai shri shri radha madan mohan ki jai jai shri shri krishna balaram ki jai jai shri shri gornitai ki jai <coughs> jai shri shri prahlad nishingadev ki jai he left his mundane association and went to the saintly association even as a deer uh, of course he couldn't express itself uh, he couldn't express himself but he would just sit there when the sadhus would discuss about krishna discuss on krishna conscious topics he would just silently uh, sit there and listen and then uh, in this way he stayed in the dear body but then he got the pure devotee's body and that is he was born in a brahmanical family as jaro bharat but there also bharat maharaj started to act as if he was retarded he as if uh, he didn't have any intelligence he was stupid he couldn't speak he didn't uh, like uh, he started to act like that a retarded person but this life uh, was the perfect life of a pure devotee so this is how we see how shrimad bhagavatam is giving us the perfect understanding of how we should act and how we shouldn't act when we see things in the light of these instructions from shrimad bhagavatam we see how dangerously people are living now hmm. how dangerously people are living we see that people are becoming so fond of dogs and they don't realize that although they think that a dog is a man's best friend but that is leading them to a dangerous situation of being born as a dog in their next lives and in a way the dogs are very attractive 
they respond very nicely. The other day I was uh, with the cows and I was seeing the difference between the cows and the dogs. The cows actually don't show any reciprocation so much. Uh, even you are patting, sometimes uh, they do, but not just for a uh, short while. The cows love to be tickled here under their cheek or in their neck. But um, they don't otherwise they don't show any kind of attachment. Whereas a dog is so attractive. When the dog you come home the dog jumps, shows so much love for you. When I was young, I used to be very fond of dogs. <laughs> like, we always had dogs in the house. And, and it's very, I mean, I was thinking, actually, when I was uh, with the cows, and I was seeing the difference between the dogs and the cows. So, uh, people find dogs to be very attractive, but they do not recognize that uh, this this attachment can lead them to such a dangerous situation. And even if you don't go to that far, to that extent, we see how people are becoming attached to so many things. Like one very common thing is grandfathers becoming attached to grandchildren. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they naturally feel that attraction. The children are very attractive. And we naturally develop their, our attachments. Uh, that is why there is so... Uh, that is why there is so... Uh, there is such a need of detaching ourselves at some point. That is why in the Vedic culture there is the Banaprasa order. The Vedic culture is so scientific. Beginning of life, they're getting the training how to be detached through Brahmachari life. No attachment at all. So, Brahmacharis are extreme in a Brahmachari life, teachers want to become detached. And then uh, he is allowed, okay, fine. After completing, that phase of life, now you can enter into household life. And in household life, he is allowed to develop attachments or get involved. And that involvement naturally uh, results into various attachments. Uh, they get married, naturally uh, they get attached to the wives. One gets attached to his wife. Then comes children. Then this attachment takes another shape. And this is how it goes on and on and on. Therefore, the Vedic culture is Panchashodhe Banang Brojet. 25, 50 years. Children have grown up, okay, live home, go to the forest to detach yourself. Of course, nowadays 
It's not possible to go to the forest and live there. We are not actually used to that kind of lifestyle. But at least the arrangements are there that one can move into the temple. Uh, it's a different kind of forest. Uh, it's a different kind of one. Uh, from, it's not a tapo one, it is Vrindavan. And in the, in the temple one learns how to develop one's attachment to Krishna. That is the ultimate attachment. And when we develop our attachment to Krishna, then uh, we can become free from our material attachments. Material attachments are based on sense gratification. Sense gratification means whatever is pleasing to our senses, we become attracted to that. Some form is pleasing to our eyes, we become attracted to that. Mm. And this way our senses lead to different attachments. Eyes, ears, nose, tongue, touch. Develop various attachments, but all those material attachments are based on these senses. Our mind, gross body or subtle body. <clears throat> but the real attachment should be to Krishna. Because that is where we naturally at, at, should be attracted to. Because we are part of Him. Therefore, we have to be attached to Him. The problem is, when we become attached to somebody, something other than Krishna, that is Maya. Attachment to Krishna is natural, because we are His parts. Therefore, we must be attached to Him. Like this finger, is a part of my body. If this finger gets cut off, what do we try to do? Immediately do we throw it away? The cut, cut off finger? No, we try to keep this finger attached to the body. We go to the doctor immediately and start making all kinds of arrangements to keep it attached because it's a part of the body. And if it is separated from the body, it doesn't have any value. But because it's a part, it should be attached to the body. That's his natural constitution. Similarly, since we are parts and parcels of Krishna, we should be attached to him. And there lies our perfection. The ultimate perfection of our existence is in our attachment to Krishna. And when you're attached to Krishna, then our life is perfect. Our existence is full of meaning. The trouble starts when you become detached from Krishna. And being detached from Krishna, because we are conscious being, we try to get everything that we need to get by being attached to Krishna. <clears throat> like Krishna is Satchidananda, because we are parts and parcels of Krishna, we are also Satchidananda. But the problem begins 
when we try to get our Satchidananda situation through this body. We, when we want to make this body Satchidananda, this body eternal, this body full of knowledge, this body full of joy, never works. And that is what Maya actually is. Trying to make this body Satchitananda, uh, make this body spiritual. This body can never become spiritual. Uh, this body is material. To, in order to become spiritual, in order to regain our spiritual identity, we have to become situated in our spiritual situation. And that happens when you become connected to Krishna. Simple process. The other spiritualists try to achieve that without, when they try to achieve that without being attached to Krishna, then they run into trouble. It never works. It'll never work. And they try to, uh, there are Bhuktikami, Muktikami, Shiddhikami. In the initial stage, people try to enjoy the material nature and get all these spiritual qualities through material involvement. It doesn't work. When they realize that it's not working, then they want to become liberated from material bondage. And they perform various austerities and penances to become free from material attachments. And they think that by being free from material attachments, they will get their spiritual qualities. That also doesn't work. The yogis think that by achieving yoga per yogic perfection, they will achieve it. It doesn't work. The only thing that works is our simple loving relationship with Krishna. It's a simple process which begins with surrender, Shuranagati. All we have to do is just surrender to Krishna. Then Krishna will take care of the rest. Krishna will lead us to become connected to Him because Krishna wants us to be connected to Him. So if we sincerely surrender ourselves to Krishna, Krishna will take care of the rest. That's how simple the process is. Like if a, a millionaire's son who has become separated from his father, when he goes back to the father, does he separately have to make millions? Or he becomes, he inherits his father's million? Naturally, he inherits his father's assets. Similarly, when we surrender to Krishna, we inherit, inherit uh, these spiritual qualities. When we surrender to Krishna, we naturally become free from our material attachments and develop our attachment to Krishna. That is how simple this process is. Especially the way Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave it to us. Uh, Sankirtan, just chanting the holy name of the Lord. And Nitananda Prabhu is giving the assurance. Uh, 
Jatishtam re bhrato kuru hori hori dhanamanisham. My dear brothers, just chant the holy name of the Lord. Tato ba shangsharam budhi tarano dayo mai laget. Then I will be responsible. Mai laget. Tarano dayo. Dayo responsibility. To go across this material nature. I will take you across this ocean of material nature. That is the assurance Nityananda Prabhu is giving. You simply chant the holy name and I will take care of the rest. I will take you to Krishna. That's the assurance Nityananda Prabhu is giving. I'll take you to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Srila Prabhupada came and gave this, not only gave it to us, he gave it to the people all over the world. He made the arrangement to spread this movement all over the world. And as the time passes, more and more people will become attracted to Krishna consciousness, to Prabhupada's teachings. And we have to situate them properly in Krishna consciousness movement. That is the responsibility that the devotees have. People will become attracted and now we have to place them properly in their spiritual life. We shouldn't think, oh, he has joined fine. Yeah, he is chanting 16 rounds, uh, following the four regulative principles. No, we have to, that is the beginning, but we have to make them uh, fixed up in their spiritual life. That's why there is a need for preaching. Devotees must preach. Preach them, preach to them, to make them devotees. And after they become devotees, preach to them, to secure them in their spiritual life. That is why Prabhupada made this arrangement of Bhagavatam classes, Bhagavad Gita classes. Through these classes we become fixed up, we get the understanding. Uh, the importance of spiritual life. So now that you have come to this wonderful platform of Krishna consciousness, become fixed up, uh, take care of your spiritual life and help others to also make spiritual advancement. Thank you very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gold Premanande Hari Hari. Does anybody have any question, comment? Bhashya Prabhu. The Prabhu Prabhu shows that even a great people make mistakes. I'm sorry. I'm not referring to you. No, no, it's alright. Like we experienced in my own Last month, a
really terribly fearful of is a moment. Uh, I think we some other things. But mistakes by a great devotee or any devotee can be made. You know, we have a devotee, if you read the history of Prabhupada, he wanted to work with his god brothers, but they didn't want to work with him. That was a mistake on their part. Look what Prabhupada did. He inspired so many people. And, you know, I told that devotee yesterday. He said that we're all going to pass away. And in the future, there was, there was a question of the Islam movement is going to go on. Maybe somebody made a mistake. Maybe many people made a mistake. To err is human. To forgive is divine. This is an English expression. It's not in Shastra's language. But we made mistakes. But somehow, you can distinguish it from the Gaudiya mud. Because it did a lot more to spread, you know, the mission of Mahaprabhu. So these mistakes have been going on since the time of Maharaj Bharat. It's not that, you know, Bharat was... Yeah, but they're not of the same nature. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, Bharat Maharaj is... But the thing is, I mean, that actually, I mean, I just responded in that way because, you know, like we have a big responsibility to create the right atmosphere in ISKCON so that it continues for generations after generations. Like, if the mistake is a wrong, sets a wrong example, it is our responsibility to correct it. You know, there's a lot of, nowadays communication is, has become, yeah. I remember when I first came to India, you were talking earlier how, you know, I came to India in 1974, and to make a telephone call, you have to do a call, <laughs> it is eight hours to get the call one day, eight hours you have to wait, and when you got the call, you'd say, There was an ordinary call, there was an urgent call, and there was a lightning call. Do you remember these days? Nobody here. <laughs> now it's so easy to communicate. I'm talking about this at the point. Yeah, now the communication has become so easy. It's become so easy. So, you know, there's some of our God brothers have introduced concepts that are in contradiction to what Prabhupada taught. So there's another institution. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's called Ekaka. It's in the United States. And it's some Pajabisi went to America probably before Prabhupada. And he got a small following. And you know the Sikhs they cannot 
they have, what is it, a mispronunciation of Sanskrit words. Ek omkar became Ebeka, Vandana. Right? Like Krishna. They say Krishna, Krishna Bhagavan. So now the guru of this Ebekar is his holiness Harold Lamp. Prabhupada gave us foreigners, even Indians, a new name. That's part of Vaishnava Diksha. We changed our dress. But as you know, one of our prominent doctors is saying that this dress is mundane. So he wants his son to be like Ekanka without saying it. But he actually come out with this latest statement that there are two types of Buddhists in the West. There are Asian Buddhists, you know, there's a lot of Thais. I know in Los Angeles, there's a lot of people from Thailand. They're all Buddhists. And Dina Bhadu, who recently went to Sri Lanka, you know, it's a land of Buddhists. And uh, even the Chinese and the Japanese, half of Japan is Buddhist. Half of them worship the ancestors, which is So this, our Godfather is now saying, you know, in the, in the United States, these Asian Buddhists, they go to their own temples. And then there's a lot of converts, you know, Allen Ginsberg who helped Prabhupada a lot in the very early days. A lot means he lent his notoriety to Prabhupada. As you know, he used to do programs with Prabhupada. Nobody knew who was Swami Prabhupada or Bhakti Vedanta Swami. But Allen Ginsberg was a big name in the United States, especially among the youth. And he lent his name. He did Kirtan, he had a harmonium, but he actually became a Buddhist. The story is like that. Buddhism is, we all know, it's materialism. It's, it's atheism. <laughs> and then there's a lot of Americans. There's another very famous actor in front of me, Richard Gere, who was a disciple of the Dalai Lama. I read half of the biography of the Dalai Lama. I can't remember where I got it. And I read half of it. And the Dalai Lama is a non-vegetarian. So there are a lot of Westerners who become Buddhists and they have their own temples and they have their own type of worship and so our God brothers and we should act like this. But then why did Prabhupada tell us to wear dhotis and eat rice dal chapati sabji, although food isn't the main thing. <laughs> but uh, you know, why adopt uh, Indian culture? Yeah, so that's why the leaders of ISKCON has to protect ISKCON from all those onslaughts. Mm. And you see, you're seeing, it's being dealt with. <laughs> I mean... Otherwise it becomes Right. Deviation is so, you know, you know, deviation can be so, such a dangerous threat to the... And it happened. And that's why from, you know, during Mahaprabhu's time what happened or after Mahaprabhu, you know, not Mahaprabhu's time, what I meant is after Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it should, should be the lesson for us to learn from. Because, you know, deviation, how it comes, all these Sahajya Sampradayas, they actually started by big leaders of that time. Kirtan program in 
That's why, you know, again, as you said, like one should be compassionate and merciful, but at the same time we should be cautious about, you know, how that compassion is displayed. If there is a deviation, then, you know, it should be dealt with properly. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. Like people may use that same reasoning that, oh, you all are Vaishnava, why aren't you showing your compassion? The compassion should be displayed at the right place, not at the wrong place, because then, you know, that will flourish. Now there's a trend in the West where they tell the devotees, if you want to come to the program, don't wear your dhoti, don't put on a kiva. You heard this thing. You know, something yesterday, one devotee in Baroda, he's a Riyasa, from a Brahmin so he said, my sister has invited me to her son's Brahmin ceremony in Saurashtra. You know, actually the history was where we are on the Bhagavad Gita was a jungle. Nobody did that. Everyone lived in Saurashtra. If you read in Shastras, the Saraswati River flowed into Saurashtra. All the people lived in Saurashtra. So they said, but you can only come if you don't cut your hair you keep hair and you wear pants and shirt. To a brother's These are, you know, brother's podcasts. This is what's happening. <laughs> well, anyway, we have Ashukosh Prabhu, so we are safe. <laughs> no, actually, I mean, you are a very prominent voice when it comes to upholding the Vedic culture. Thank you, Vashikushpur. Just take a few questions here. One from Giriraj Das, Gurgaon. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Dandavat Pranam. Thank you for an enlightening class. Guru Maharaj, even when we have information that Krishna is a real maintainer of everyone, yet even after so many years in Krishna consciousness, most of the time I still act as a controller and maintainer of my family. Please help me, how can I develop the consciousness to see everyone as part and parcel of Krishna and take my role as a service? Yeah, like it is not that because you are depending upon Krishna, now you should give the responsibility of maintaining your family also to Krishna. <laughs> now when you are a householder, you have to take the responsibility of maintaining your family. Only thing that you have to change, you have to change your attitude. Instead of thinking that it is your family, you have to think it's Krishna's family. But maintenance part is there for you. Just as a temple president has the responsibility to maintain the temple, you know, taking care of the devotees in a smaller way, in your household temple as the temple president, you have the responsibility to take care of all the members of the temple. Thank you, Guru. Yeah, and that way, huh, Giriraj, <clears throat> don't act as a controller, but act as a caretaker. 
and maintain them with uh, to the best of your ability krishna kishor das from pune dear guru maharaj dandavat pranam it is said that attachment to devotees is perfection however sometimes i see how my friendship with some devotees tend to become materially motivated and i become attached to them just based on external like behavior appearance etc how to overcome the alluring attachments developing due to such relationships with the material outlook towards devotees well the attraction can be based on uh, material aspects say for example we see the deities in the temple like to a newcomer he may think oh the deities are so beautiful mm. like they may become attracted to the artistic part of the deity how beautiful it has been carved mm. but as he makes advancement then uh, his attraction takes him to higher level we first may become attracted to the beauty of the deity but then we get to know who they are are they just some carved statues uh, proper is making that point that why millions of people are coming to the temple just to see the uh, the carved statue or they are coming here to see krishna so that is the understanding uh, that material aspect is there but gradually we transcend that material aspect and come to the spiritual aspect yes krishna is all attractive krishna is most beautiful uh, there is no doubt about that mm. but that attraction is for krishna as long as it is for krishna it is all right similarly as you are saying your attachment to devotees <coughs> devotees attitude devotees behavior devotees appearance yes if you are appreciating that that's a good thing because you are appreciating a devotee while others may think that this shaved head people look so strange if you think that these devotees with shaved head and tilak uh, are so beautiful that's wonderful uh, that is spiritual appreciation in which way we appreciate a devotee is spiritually beneficial so i want it's already 9 5 past 9 so i won't take any more question if you have any question keep it we'll answer later on mm. thank you all very much all glories to shila prabhupad and those devotees uh, some words to some uh, i want to instruction i may put it as some request to the local devotees please take care of the visiting devotees very nicely okay how many local devotees are here how many visiting devotees are here okay very good and lot more will come so take care of them very nicely as if they have come to your house 
When a guest comes to your house, how do you take care? Uh, there is a big face in Radha Vinod's face. Big smile in Radha Vinod's face. So he is always happy to receive guests. So similarly, uh, with a big smile, you receive the visiting devotees. And make their stay in Ujjain so memorable that they will always think, when I am going to come back to Ujjain and settle here. <laughs> Thank you. Hare Krishna, all glories to Shri Prabhupada.